Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Timber Living Log Cabins. For your perfect workspace, living space or hideaway, timberliving.ie. Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1. Welcome back. Now, let's talk about Grace Kelly, still very beloved in this country. And uh, for younger people who might remember, she was of Irish descent. She was the biggest female movie star in the world. And then she walked away from Hollywood to become the Princess of Monaco. And there's a new documentary about her on T.G. Cahar on Christmas Day. It's called Grace Kelly, Bon Frunza Vio. And it's direct. Was, was that, how was that? <laughs> what was that? How was that? <laughs> bon Frunza bon Mayo. Bon Frunza Mayo. Mayo's it princess. It depends. Yes, I know. I know what it means. And its director, <laughs> uh, Brian Redden, as you can hear, joins me now. Uh, she, she was up there with JFK, really, wasn't she, Brian, for people of that generation? Was absolutely. she revered in your house growing up? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you had the picture of the, you the Pope and your JFK. Not quite Grace Kelly up there, but almost. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of, yeah, that image of Irish Americans, there was JFK and there was Grace Kelly. And she did an awful lot for the brand of Irish Americans all around the world, you know. And did it kind of before JFK did it, you know. Like what, what's really interesting about her is, you know, she did a very famous visit here in 1961. And like this year is the anniversary of, of uh, JFK's visit. Uh, he came in 63. So what's that? 60 years ago this year. But two years before he came, Grace Kelly did it. And it's kind of overlooked, you know, because, and interestingly, when she came here, obviously she was Princess Grace at that stage. She was the head of state of Monaco. And she was, the, it was the first official visit by a head of state since we had declared ourselves a republic. So it was quite a big deal, you know. She was on the front cover of Time magazine. She wore this, you know, it was actually called, there's a shade of green called yeah. Kelly Green. I didn't yeah. realise that until I started making the docs. There you go, Kelly Green. She wore a Kelly Green dress, uh, which is now in a museum somewhere. And um, she was she she was all over the she was in every newspaper all over the world. I mean, news, and, news you, and you have cruise. great footage in yeah. the in the documentary. Like people went crazy when no, they landed. <laughs> it was like insane. A, yeah. So she arrives in 1961, right? So so De Valera is 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 president. Sean Lamas is Taoiseach. She attends a ball in the Gresham Hotel. Ten. Thousand people turned up to see her on on, on a call street. Yeah. Or oh, the fledgling RT RT was just only a year old, maybe at that stage, just started. So they were down there filming it, and you can see the footage in the documentary. Ten thousand people, fifty people were taken away by ambulance because they fainted during this during the crowd in the middle of the crowd when yeah. as she she appeared on the balcony of uh, of uh, out of the window of the Gresham to to see the crowd, and it was it was mass mania. It was unbelievable. And then and then when she left Dublin. After she left Dublin, she went down to her. So, so basically, her background is she's from her grandfather left a place called uh, Newport. She says a Newport a place called Dromilra, and uh, he left in the eighteen sixties. Not too long after the family moved to the states, went to Philadelphia. So she was back home to see the ancestral home, which she ended up buying. It was it's just a ruin yeah, there. Yeah, no, at the no. Let, let's okay. Let's let's stop for a minute. Yeah. So and go back and get the get the background. So yeah. So grandfather came over. Uh, yeah. Poor Irish emigrating to yeah. America. But then they did really well. Like she had mm -hmm. a very kind of privileged upbringing, didn't she? She did. Yeah. So the grandfather goes over. His name is John Henry Kelly. And he goes to Philadelphia at a time when the Irish weren't really embraced in America. Like him, he goes, he ends up in Philadelphia around the 1870s or so. But in America at that time, like um, there had been riots in Philadelphia, anti-Catholic riots, anti-Irish riots, you know, by a group called the Nativists. These were American nationalists who did not want immigrants in the country. Here's Trump on about it now at the moment, so it's history repeating itself. But in the 1840s, that's exactly what was happening. So the Irish were not welcomed. So he was in the lowest rung of society. So his son, John Kelly, um, became, 
Where did he make his money? In cement, actually. So in cement and buildings and things like that. And he became a politician as well. But he was also a very famous Olympian. He won three gold medals in the Olympics. So he really kind of rose above that level and, and became quite famous and quite well known in Philadelphia, quite a revered member of the, of the community. So by the time Grace came along, when she was born in 1929, when she came along, the family were quite well to do. Lived in a place called East Falls in Philadelphia, which was quite a wealthy area. So she came from quite a privilege. She had come from nothing, right? But, but ended up in quite yeah. A privileged background, and then so, yeah, her, she was born her movie into privilege. career. Then, like she actually was, the, she was the biggest female movie star in the world, yeah. wasn't she? She, she was the just most eleven films. Is that right? Only eleven movies, and like the first one was only a small, really a tiny part, and a walk-on part in a film called Fourteen Hours. So between nineteen fifty-one and nineteen fifty-six, when she left Hollywood, it's only five years. She makes eleven movies. Oh, that's incredible. Eleven yeah. movies, a movie every six months, and 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 amongst those movies. I mean, it's, it, her batting average was amazing. I mean, if you think about it, one of the greatest westerns of all time is High Noon. She's in it. One of the greatest musicals of all time is High Society. She's in it. One of the greatest, you know, psychological thrillers of all time is Hitchcock's Rear Window. She's in it. Yeah. One of the greatest dramas of all time, you know, is Country Girl. She's in it. She wins an Oscar for it. So, I mean, she works with Hitchcock three times, you know, and makes, you know, uh, To Catch a Thief... Uh, Dial for Murder and the brilliant Rear Window. So she, she and Hitchcock I mean, was always trying to break her out from royalty back to do one more film. Yeah, with him, wasn't yeah. He? he he loved her like he loved her like he. You know Hitchcock is famous for these icy blondes. You know uh, the, the the people he cast people like um well like Grace Kelly and Kim Novak and people like that. You know, but this of all the actresses he worked with, she was his favorite. And in fact, she seemed to get on quite well with Hitchcock. Hitchcock was notoriously difficult with his leading ladies, but she seemed to get on quite well with him, and he loved her. And after she went and became a princess, she gave up her acting career in 1956. So, so was it, there was kind of shock when she yeah. walked away, was there? I mean, this is this would be like, it'd be like Margot Robbie walking away from Hollywood just after the success of Barbie. It was, it, that would be the, she yeah. had just won an Oscar, right? She was the most bankable star, uh, female star in the world. And everybody wanted to work with her. And she said, no, nah, I'm done. I'm finished. No more. So 1956, just after she made High Society. And in fact, in High Society, the musical she made with Bing Crosby and Frank Stout, she's wearing her engagement ring uh, that Prince Rainier bought her, massive, big diamond. Uh, and she walked away from Hollywood. So it was it was absolutely, people were going, no, she's going to make more movies. You know, but first of all, people didn't know where Monica was. So it was kind of a weird thing that she was walking away to this, <laughs> yeah. this weird, yeah. mythical, Mickey Uppy this makey-uppy yeah. mythical <laughs> land to become a princess. Monica, yeah. where? Yeah, that yeah. most most Americans couldn't point to it on a map, probably still can't. But she, um, but it was a love match. It was, you know, yeah. like she went over. To, what happened was she was up. She went over to Cannes, the Cannes Film Festival, and met Rainier. Then he really pursued her, like you know, he really wooed her, uh, and uh, yeah, and she just fell madly in love with him, and 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 he proposed, and they married in 1956. They married in 1956, by the way, in a wedding. That was televised live by MGM. It was the first royal wedding to be televised live. 30 million people worldwide watched that wedding. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. It's yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Like, you know, and if you just imagine like how few people had television sets in those days. It was broadcast live on TV and in cinemas around the world. 30 million people watched the wedding. It's insane. And our so, wedding so dress obviously got, was copied by people for, for yeah. you know, for decades afterwards, you know. Okay, so we come back to Newport yeah. then. So she had wove them all in Dublin. Then she goes she down to the old home. She goes down to Newport. You so have you have footage she shot herself. Yeah. On, on a Super Eight. Yeah, it's really interesting because like so her her visits here and there were many visits. The first one was in 1961. It was the most celebrated one. Was well covered by the world's media. As I said, you know, American newsreels were there. RT were there, and you know, BBC, British Pack, all that kind actually, of stuff. Actually, I'll interrupt you for a second. We have a little clip here of her talking on her visit to Ireland. I think do we? Yeah. 
it's really hard to express how we feel over our visit. It's been simply wonderful in every way. People have been so warm and uh, really so enthusiastic, and uh, we've been deeply touched by that. Yeah. Did you expect it? No, not to such an extent. My goodness, we were it was quite overwhelming. Of course, you went to Newport and to Mrs. Mulcrone. Yes. Wasn't she a grand old woman? Oh, she really was. It's wonderful. Yeah. And we had a lovely, wonderful day, and we met all of my cousins there and uh, enjoyed very much seeing them and meeting their families. Mm. There were a great deal of them, their second cousins and their families, isn't that right? Well, I imagine there must have been uh, nearly a hundred, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so had she gone to elocution lessons when she became a princess? <laughs> <laughs> she sells it, doesn't she? She has yeah. that really weird kind of mid-Atlantic accent. But you see, she did go, she did train at a place called the AADA, the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York. And that was the same place, like, for example, Lauren Bacall went there and Bancroft went there. And they all had that particular way of okay, speaking, you okay. know. But also bear in mind that like, she spent half of her life in America and half her life in Monaco. So she was surrounded by, you know, French accents, Italian accents. So her accents are kind of a weird mix, I think, yeah. you know. <clears throat> but yeah, and, he and mentioned the she, widow Mulcrone, yeah, the yeah. fine old lady, like, you know. She owned the house that her, her grandfather had lived in. So she went down to visit her and then subsequently bought the house from her, which is now still in the family. But she had intended to kind of to, to start retiring yeah. there, had she? As, as yeah. A, you mentioned like, like yeah, like, uh, like it's now owned by her son, Prince Albert II. You mentioned the home movie footage there. Yeah. Like in the doc we have that because when she came over here in 61, <clears throat> uh, she filmed the visit herself on her own home movie camera and the palace gave us that footage. So it's really interesting in the doc. You can see, like, you know, so you have all the world's media filming her and she's filming them from inside the car. But yes, yeah, she bought the house shortly after that visit in 61 with the intention of renovating it into a holiday home. Now, how real that would have been, I don't know, because it's quite, and it's in a very quiet, isolated area and I don't know how much protection she would have had there. She would, she was a ruling monarch. But um, yeah, her intention was to, it, was, it would become her summer home. And uh, she never realised that, unfortunately. But the family still own it, and Prince Albert still owns it and wants to eventually turn it into a holiday home for the family, you know? Yeah. She died tragically. She did in a car crash, yeah, in 1982. She was only 52 years of age. She was up in the hills above Monaco, driving back from her summer retreat. She'd been on a, she'd been on a weekend away with her daughter, Stephanie, who was only 14, 15 at the time. And she's driving through the hills of Monaco and she had a brain hemorrhage and the car went off the side of the road. Uh, she didn't die immediately. She died shortly afterwards. But it was a lot of confusion at the time in the world's press that, you know, a lot of headlines from the time I've seen them are like, you know, Princess Grace in car crash on life support. and She's going to make it. But then, unfortunately, she passed away. But, yeah, she was only 52 when she passed away, you know. And again, that was similar to Diana's death, you know, um, some yeah. years later. Yeah. All over the world, people mourned it, you know, particularly in Ireland. And in fact, the people in, in, in Newport, sent flowers from the family homestead in Dromilra over to Monaco for the for the funeral. Yeah, you know? lovely, yeah. So and nice. Albert um, keeps up the connection. Her he son, does. He, do, he, he feels his Irish roots, does he? Yeah, yeah he does. And you know, it's not, it's, not, it's not a hokey thing. It's very real for him, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I met him. We went out to the palace. We interviewed him for the documentary, which is fantastic. And uh, he is, he still keeps it up. His sisters don't seem to as much, but he does. He comes over quite a lot. He comes over on official visits, but he also comes over on private visits as well. And as I say, he owns the... The, the, the homestead still and he ha has intentions to turn it into a permanent residence so yeah he does very much very much it's the way he talks in the documentary he might have a planning issue there he's saying we're hoping to sort it he out so have, yeah. yeah who knows okay Grace Kelly Bon Prunsa Mayo it will be on TG Carr on Christmas day the Christmas night at 9.30 yeah. director Brian Redden thank you very much You're happy very Christmas welcome. we'll happy take Christmas. a break
Email brendan at rte.ie.